Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be. But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends, we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things, from parenting to TV, relationships to self-care. We'll cover it all. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive. Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show. Before we get started, we want to tell you about the Wally phone case. If you've been here for a minute, you know we love our Wally. It has a wallet pocket in the back that stores my cards, as well as a loop for my finger that I honestly could not live without anymore. And they have the cutest designs with leather thread detail. And I seriously think that it saved my phone from a few drops before. Totally. We absolutely love our Wally phone cases. All of you who have been listening for a while, many of you have bought them and we're so grateful. So while you're listening to this episode, go head over to wallycases.com. That's W-A-L-L-I cases.com. And at checkout, enter code MOMVOICE for 15% off your total order. All right, on to the show. Okay, guys. Well, we are so excited to be sitting here with Miss Heather Thomas, a.k.a. That bread lady. Hello, Heather. Hello. Thank We're so you. excited to have you here. Oh Thanks for gosh. joining us. This is such a treat for me. Thank you for inviting me. We are live in person. The three of us are sitting together right now. And we're so excited to learn about all the baking, all the bread things, right, Lauren? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You should have just seen what she brought us. I cannot wait to taste test oh after. It looks incredible. You guys, they're like some French incredible like pastry. Say the name. Say things. the name, Heather. Cunyaman. Oh my gosh. Go. And they taste as good as they sound. They look, look amazing. My children are going to be thrilled. Heather is mother to five and grandmother to one two-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. I cannot even believe it. That's so <laughs> special. She is from Arizona and a self-taught baker. Like that is so incredible given all the things that you can do because I have come to learn that baking very different than cooking is like, it's, it's a whole nother art. It truly is. And so I'm so excited to like really dive in. We have a few fun questions with you and yeah, take it away, Lauren. Well, yeah, Heather, first off, just tell us how you got into baking and how you've come this far. It's pretty incredible. (laughs) Well, when I think about like where I started, um, and I've kind of, tried to figure out like how many years have I been baking? I've been baking over 30 years oh my gosh. and I started baking at a really young age. I remember specifically one summer, um, I was about maybe eight years old and my mom, my mom raised nine children. And so she <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of time to do like specific activities with each one of our kids. But I remember this this one summer, she wanted to give me baking lessons. Mm. And I had always like watched her in the kitchen, like love to watch her make breads and cakes and cookies. And she would let me help every once in a while or as much as I wanted to. But this one summer, she decided she was going to give me baking lessons. And we started with a cake mix. Mm-hmm. And I had never made anything on my own before. And she taught me how to read the recipe, how to measure and all that. And I, at the end of it, I made a cake and I was like just over the moon. So proud of myself that I had made this cake all by myself. And it turned out great. I thought it turned out great. Oh, I love it. But um, that summer I probably made like 30 cake mixes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can relate. Right, Lauren? <laughs> I mastered the cake box. Oh, I have. That's one no, I can't admit. We have nine-year-old girls yes. who okay. love to bake. Yes. Oh, yes. my goodness. They're oh, right yeah. on the love cusp it. of that. Yes. Of just kind of following a basic recipe. Totally. And they love the idea of measuring it out. And it is like you kind of forget like what a crucial skill that is right yeah. up front to learn. Oh, yeah, for sure. And And it creates, like for kids especially, like it creates so much Mm self-confidence that I really love that part about um, baking is just it, you just feel like so good at the end of it when something turns out right. It's just like, 
It's something to be proud of. of. Yeah, yeah. A finished oh, product that people can enjoy. And when they're happy, it makes you just yes. feel so good and satisfied. Oh, I oh, totally yeah. agree. That you've brought like yes. a little bit of like happiness to somebody. I, love, I like, love that, that your mom introduced it to you. And I think that's like so magical because I do. Like she said, I think of my daughter who's really in, intrigued to the kitchen. And I am totally giving her a disservice We're here. Totally because failing them, Lauren. Failing, What's I'm failing her as a mother <laughs> oh, because I am not oh, so no. much a baker. So I am really excited to talk about all the things today to really like, I don't know, get my wheels turning because summer is here. Yep. Maybe this will be our baking summer, yes. Heather. Oh, yes. maybe it will. It's, it's time. <laughs> it is time. So not only that, you started so long ago, but you have ran a successful home bakery company for over 10 years. So tell us about yeah. that. Well, so my mom always made us homemade bread every week we always had homemade bread oh my gosh and so when so I amazing I know it's, and the it's tastiest. kind of an art the that best. kind of died for a little bit yeah you know it's not that common anymore but when I started my own family that was just something that I wanted to carry on and so even though my mom taught me a lot of of in baking and all of that like I really had to dive into like learning it on my own through trial and error and just teaching myself. Um, and so eventually I got to be really good at making bread. Mm-hmm. And as a passion and something that I wanted to share with other people, I turned it into a home bakery business. And I just started out making whole wheat bread. Mm-hmm. That's all I made was just whole wheat bread. And it just kind of started out as like, I'm just making it for my neighbors and my friends, and I'm going to share it here and there. And then just word of mouth got out there and I got into a few um, vendor shows and it just really snowballed and took off. And it got to be just such a crazy, busy, fun business for me that eventually I was like, I was living in a bakery pretty much. Oh my gosh, totally. (laughs) All while having and raising your five children. Yes, yes. So fun. Yes. Oh goodness. All during that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you do what you do in a typical average kitchen or do you need like kind of a chef's kitchen or certain- A commercial kitchen. A commercial or certain ovens or were you just in your home kitchen? So it started out small and it just kind of gradually grew. So as I got busier- I started acquiring more um, commercial kitchen, whatever I could use in my kitchen, because a lot of commercial equipment, um, it's, you can't use it in a home kitchen. But yes. what I could, I would bring into my own kitchen. Like I would bring in proofing racks and I, and I got us an extra double oven that sat on the <laughs> end of my counters. Oh my um, gosh, oh, amazing. Wow. Yes, you I just-, just got a used double oven. To yes. bake out of, um, I got a floor mixer, like a 20-quart floor mixer that I had on wheels wow. that I could wheel around. Yes. So when I say like I was living in a bakery, it by the oh, time yeah. I ended that business, I really was like just, it was overcoming wow. my yeah. kitchen. Yeah, to ceiling. Yes. All but stuff. you would be amazed at how much we produced out yes. of that home bakery. The last few years I was running it, let's just, <laughs> just to give you an example for Thanksgiving week. Um, I, me and my crew, we would make 1,300 dozen rolls <gasps> for Thanksgiving week. 1,300 wow. dozen. Yeah. Oh, Which I think comes up to like wow. 50,000 something. Wow. Oh, that was just for gosh. Thanksgiving week. And so Girl. that just gives you an idea of wow. how crazy that, it that was real over deal. The 10 years. So like what made you want to like hang that up and go virtual? So I had... I had actually really toyed with, or not toyed, I had really researched and looked into opening up my own bakery for several years. I actually had a couple of locations that I was working on opening up like a brick and mortar place. Yeah. And um, just because that's like the next log- logical step, right? Like yes. I was so successful yeah. Yeah. at my home bakery, like I right. needed my own store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, I thought that was going to be so much fun. Like in the back of my mind, I was just just uneasy about it. Yep. And um, I actually had like this location all planned out. I had a lease agreement ready to sign. Wow. Everyone was just waiting for me to sign this agreement. And um, I just had this super uneasy feeling 
in my mind. And I'm just like, no, I just, this is not for me. This is not the direction I want to take it. And it was because it was just overwhelming my life. And I knew that if I took it to that next level, it was just going to be even more overwhelming. Right. Yeah. And so once I made that decision that I was not going to go in that direction, I thought I really want to share like what, how to make these things that all these people are loving. I really want to share with others how they can make it in their own home. And so that's when I started to kind of think about transi- transitioning from making things for people to teaching them how to make it on their own. Oh, I love that. Exactly. Education. What a huge part of that. Because then, yeah, they can take these amazing things and recipes and do it in their own home. And it's such a lost art in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways with like our generation. I think, you know, like a lot of our moms may have worked and done different things. And some of these things may have fallen by the wayside. So I think it's such a really awesome skill to yeah. kind of reintroduce I agree. to oh, yeah. these generations. I, I, I love totally it. agree. I and that's it. so funny that you say that because yeah. sometimes I would have people come pick up their order that had never met me before and they were expecting me to be this really old. older lady. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so young. You're so young. You're so cute. Totally. You're so young and trim. How do we know pastries? Because <laughs> like, I will be honest. Legit. Yes, yes, we have talked about I know how what you're about to we, say. Go. We have been scared off from baking Dude. because... I think I'll eat all the treats. And that's well, just true. eat it all, Heather. No, no. I, that is really the truth. It's I, the truth. I am afraid to have the treats and the cakes and the, the cookies it all. because I will be consuming it all. I all love the time. carbs. No, like so I totally much. get it. And this is why oh. one of the reasons why you guys got a treat today. <laughs> I have the same struggles too. And so oh. uh, part of part of my love for baking is sharing it with other people. That's just really like where my passion began was. Oh my goodness, I made this yummy thing and I'm going to share it with somebody and I'm going to share that joy. I'm going to bring a little bit of joy to somebody else. So like I always try to, if I can't like use it all up for my own family, I'll either freeze it or I will try and share it with somebody else. And that's just honestly like one of the best things about we will Biggie. take it any day, Heather. Okay. I mean, no, okay. we is, love it all. It is so true. A way to we a do. heart is like halfway through the belly. And it is so like, it, there is nothing better. I mean, at many times I've given service or in return have received it with a treat or a cookie. Mm-hmm. And it is so great to know that just someone's thinking of you, wants to make you feel better, make your day. And that's like amazing. That's such a great act of like service and baking yeah. can do that for There's people. There's like I no agree. better gesture than knowing that someone actually made it for you like it's like totally different if they went to neaters and bought it and I'm totally guilty of that like that's me all day long but like if I know someone actually baked a loaf of bread for me like that's even above and beyond yeah that's like next level and I feel so special yeah it's a little bit of a labor of love right it is such a meaningful thing I I totally agree I I absolutely agree so Heather like let's I let's take it back Right. Like I'm very basic when it comes to the kitchen. Like the listeners all know this. I struggle a little bit. (laughs) Tell me what you would consider to be the difference between baking and cooking. Are they two different fields? For me, they are so different. Okay. For me, they are. And so if you, if you ask me, there's so many bloggers out there that love to do both. There's lots of people that love to do both, not just bloggers, but people in general. I personally love to bake. I would bake all day long, any day. But if you ask me to cook a meal, I'm just like, count me out. I don't want to think about <laughs> really? what to make, how to like, how to make this food taste good. Like, I'm so great at learning, at knowing how to make baked goods taste good, but like cooking for me is just, it it just does not speak to me. So when I think about baking, I think of a very like precise, mm-hmm. measured, calculated amalgamation of things that like yeah. kind of magically come together. Whereas cooking, you can kind of like throw the spices yeah. and kind of make it and taste it and do all the things. I think of baking as being very like refined and like like you kind of have to have everything dialed in. Would you agree? Yeah, it's a it's more scientific. Yes, for okay. sure. Perfect. That's baking, how you say yeah, it. Yeah, baking is like more methodical. Yes. It's like more of a process. Okay. And 
I think that's what I love about it is because like when I'm in the kitchen, I'm kind of I kind of get lost in that process. And it's really very therapeutic for me. Um, And even though it's scientific, like it's also a way for me to be creative, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. Um, All of those things. Creative, therapeutic, all of those things. I love that. Yeah, but it de- it definitely is. It's more scientific. Now, when you get into bread making, then that start you start to get into more of like experience and technique and stuff like that. But yeah, it's oh, the it's bread. an art. I could talk about thirty minutes for bread. I could. Talk I know about the we bread. love know. bread, and oh who doesn't? What who woman doesn't, doesn't love know, honestly, a good yeah. piece of bread? There's so no. many different kinds. No, am I wrong to say like baking? All includes dough. Like is all of I mean, kind of. Oh, yeah. No, 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 because there's there's like cake making. Yes, cake there's not cookies and yes. all of that. And that's so it's not well, all dough. Yeah, I guess it's not all. I dough. mean, dough or batter. I guess batter. Oh, yes, yeah. batter. Yeah, yes, fair. we're dealing with batter yeah. and and doughs. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's no, fair. I love that. That's so true. Um, and I love how you methodical. It is. It's so much more methodical. But before we go any further, we want to tell you about Haya. Now, you've heard us talk about them before, and we love these children vitamins for our kids. Well, most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Did you know 93% of kids don't eat enough fruit and vegetables? Haya fills the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need with the yummy taste they love. My kids have really enjoyed their Haya vitamins and they use their glass bottle to refill every month. And you know, it's a little environmental friendly too. It's so fun. They deliver a glass bottle to you upon your first purchase and the kids get to decorate their bottle with stickers and all kinds of fun stuff. And then to kind of help out the environment a little bit, they do all of your refills every month and like eco-friendly packaging, which I can really appreciate. We've worked out a special offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com. That's H-I-Y-A Health.com slash MomVoice or enter code MomVoice at checkout. Again, that's HayaHealth, H-I-Y-A Health.com forward slash MomVoice and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount applied to checkout. So like if you had to give a new beginner, which we really are, especially we really are. In, 30, in the baking. 36 years later, yes, we're a beginner. We really like, are, even in just especially the baking sad, category. Totally. I mean, where would you suggest we even start? I mean, what is maybe, yeah, where do we start? Is there a go-to recipe? I mean, I'm sure you have probably a great class even we could like tune into. Like, but where does someone even begin? That is a great question because I feel like a lot of people associate bread making with sourdough, right? Like, and we saw a lot of that during COVID too. Sourdough can be like such an overwhelming thing to start with. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, we will go into the sourdough question. I would not suggest starting with sourdough. Definitely not. Okay. Okay. So I, uh, I talk a lot about, um, a lot of people ask me this question, like, what what bread recipe should I start with? And I always suggest starting, like, with a French bread recipe. Mm, okay. A French bread recipe is just super simple, easy. You're using an instant yeast, which is just a yeast that you can add directly into your recipe. Okay. You don't have to proof it. You don't have to worry about it. It's just another ingredient that you're going to toss in. And it's a really easy dough to work with, and it's it's a very basic, easy recipe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is French bread white bread? Well, okay. it depends on what kind of flour you use. Oh, very oh, good. Okay. okay, okay. So, so I, that defines it. Well, if yeah. It's like a I mean, white a white or bread, a whole wheat. I don't know what you would define as a white bread, but. Um, you can incorporate whole grains into like whole flours into Ooh, your okay. into your French bread. I per, I personally prefer to use like a half white, half whole wheat flour in my French bread. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But um like a a white bread, are you thinking about maybe like a sandwich bread? Kind yeah, of that like kind when of you bread? go to, you know, a sandwich shop and it's like a nice crust with just like okay. pretty white bread. Okay. So that might know. be more like are you talking about like a crusty 
a crusty white bread. Like sure. those yeah. are kind of like artisan breads. Yes, which artisan breads. That's when you kind okay. of get more into sourdough. That's the word right there. Yeah. Yeah. Artisan. Um, okay. You said proof with your yeast. Explain that to me. I, I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what that means either. Oh, Tell me, okay, Heather. Okay, what does proofing mean? And okay, I know so yeast is a whole yeast. thing too. Like and yeast. why do I associate yeast with like something else? Like not, you not a good connotation with <laughs> I me. Know. No, there's lots gross, of terminology gross, gross. that might I'm sorry. sound gross, but you oh, have to just you know, it towards It's bread. a mom podcast, guys. No, Come it's on. for sure. Yeah. So, okay, go ahead. Um, okay, so proofing your yeast. So on um, my website on thatbreadlady.com, I actually have a really helpful article about understanding how to work with yeast. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. And so there are two main types of commercial yeast that most bakers use and that you can kind of find in a grocery store. Have you ever seen those packets of yeast in the yes. baking aisle? Yes, I have. And I've used those before. Okay. Once in a blue moon, but yes. Yeah. So there's, there's, you'll find an active dry yeast. Yep. Okay. And then you'll also find a rapid rise yeast, or it's also called instant yeast. And does that help it rise so, faster? Is that what an instant like So the difference rapid? between an active dry yeast and a rapid rise or instant yeast, rapid rise and instant yeast are the same thing. So those are used a lot in bread machines. Have you ever heard of people using bread machines? I own one. You have I a totally bread machine? I own one. Yeah. Yes. So those are the kinds, that's the kind of yeast you would use in your bread machine. Okay. Active dry yeast has to be activated before you add it to your recipe. Okay. So what you'll do is you'll sprinkle it in some warm water with a little sprinkle of sugar, wait about 10 minutes, and then it should like bubble and foam up a little bit. And that's telling you that your yeast is active and that you can use it in your recipe. Wow. Whoa. That's called proofing whoa. your yeast. Okay, oh, proofing your yeast. Okay. See, that I did not know. I did not know. Yeah. I knew there was the little packets and you I knew, knew all... All bread has yeast in it, right? Yeah. Except or except the um gluten free stuff. No, Is that, that what you're saying? What's that Jewish bread that the oh, fat, the rye? No, rye? Oh, you know what I'm um, about. Um, like unleavened bread. Yeah, that oh. is the reason that's yeah. that is because it doesn't have yeast in right. it, right? It doesn't right. rise that, and whatever. Right? Yeah. 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 I knew that. Okay, so every every bread has yeast in it. Okay, that's very helpful. I know some of you might be eye rolling and being like, come on, girls, you don't know this, but I really did no, I know a lot of did not know that. There's Whoa. so many people that they don't even know guys, the terminology. Legit. And so it's just no kind idea. of something they don't even tackle. Okay. So your suggested recipe is a French bread. That's a good yeah. starting point. Yeah. Kind of a good basic. Yeah. Good. It's it's not an artisan French bread. It's not like a totally. French baguette. Yes. Yeah. Right. But it's it's kind of a good basic, basic general French, bread that French everyone loaf. can enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So let's go there with the sourdough really fast. Let's go there with the sourdough. We, um, Sarah had mentioned the sourdough starter and so did a sister-in-law today talking about knowing that the bread lady was coming. I legit know nothing about it. And I have heard these things here and there about people feeding their starter. Right. Legit. I'm quoting verbatim. I'm feeding my starter. No idea what they're talking about. Again, it's very, very foreign to us. So explain the sourdough craze as well. What a sourdough starter is. Inform me, Heather. I'm super curious. (laughs) Yes. Well, the sourdough craze, we all know, happened during COVID when everyone was home. And yes. For some reason, everyone wanted to make sourdough make bread, sourdough, which right. is great, right? It is it's great. delicious. Um, but so sourdough is, so you're using a starter, which is a natural yeast. Okay. So it's not like the granular dry yeast you're, you're buying from the grocery store. This is a natural yeast that occurs like in the environment. Okay. And I could go into like the whole history about how, how sourdough began or how Yes. Sourdough starter began, but it's too too much not enough time. <laughs> um, so what you're doing with your sourdough starter is you're capturing that natural yeast in the environment through just water and flour. Wow. Okay. So I also have a quick sourdough guide on my website where you can create your own starter from scratch Whoa. in seven days. Okay. And basically what you're doing is you're starting with a mixture of water and flour mm-hmm. and you're going for, while you're building your starter, while you're getting it to be like you're healthy, feeding it, right? 
you are going to feed it. So you're going to be on a certain schedule for that time, those seven days while you're building your starter. You got to stick to that schedule. (laughs) Once you have a nice, healthy starter, then you can feed it every day, just the same every day. But feeding it basically is you're reserving part of that starter every time you feed it. You're going to keep some of that starter, toss the rest, and you're going to add fresh water and fresh flour and mix it up. And then that, because the reason being is that yeast has to feed, it has to feed on that flour and that's where you get that rise to the happen. taste. Yeah. Because yeah. when the yeast when the yeast is feeding, it's actually releasing gases oh which gosh. are in the form of bubbles which makes things <sighs> rise. Whoa. So when it's if you're not replenishing it or feeding it, it's going to run out of food and it's not going to rise your bread. Girl. So it has to have food. This is Baking is like a whole nother science. Who even knew, Lauren? It's like you have a gigapet in your kitchen. You got to keep alive. It is. And you know what? It's almost, it is like a whole nother child. And any sourdough baker will tell you they've named their oh starter. God. No way. Yes. My starter's name is Gwen. Shut up. Yes, and, Gwen. I love her. And how old is Gwen? Gwen's a couple years old. I oh, had one before and oh then I kind of got out of sourdough oh, baking and let it gosh. go. But that She's a couple years old. Really? She's a couple years old. So Mm -hmm. it goes on for a few years. Yes. And great news, though. Great news. If you're not baking a ton, you can keep it in the refrigerator and just feed it once a week or once every couple weeks. No, I toured the Budin whatever in San Francisco. (gasps) Oh, you did? What's it called? What is it? On the wharf there. Whatever it's called. That's how it's spelled. How do you pronounce it? Is it Budin? 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 Whatever it is. It's a Disneyland. And they like have like a vault for the starter of the sourdough. (laughs) And it's like the holy grail where like the sourdough starter is kept. And it's like a whole (laughs) thing that the tour guide tells you about. And I was like intrigued from the very day. I'm like, what's going on here? And they say to this day that all the Budin, Bowden, however you say it, all comes from that starter. Yeah. And I'm like, there is something whoa. so like mind boggling. It's it. like almost, yeah, like a I'm keeping creepy. a little alien alive to keep my bread, <laughs> to make my bread. And and then I eat it. And so it's like, this is so it's incredible. Yeah. Interesting. It is. And once you get into Who it, knew? you're just, and it's the same thing. Like when, if you ever do a starter, hopefully yes. you will. Yes. Hopefully yeah. you will someday, but you'll be so excited about it. You'll be like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's alive. It's a baby. Look at what this is doing. And oh my your gosh. kids will roll their eyes and they'll be like, okay, mom, I know, I know your it's sourdough alive. starter's alive. Look at little, <laughs> look at little Bobby. It's like, growing so good. Bobby. Bobby, yes. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just kidding. loving this. All right. Okay, I'm going to have to We have back. to start. We yeah. have to start a starter. Okay. Um, okay, Heather, tell us, would you think, do you think there's a lot of more nutritional value in baking over buying? Yes or no? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Okay. Um, but, you know, it de- also depends on what you're making. One thing that is a definite is that whatever you're going to make at home is not going to have preservatives in it, right? Right. Sure. So that's like the biggest thing yes. about making things at home is that we can control what goes into it. And so... We're not going to be having those preservatives. If you think about a loaf of bread that you buy in the grocery store, like how long can you keep it good on your counter? Yeah, it's probably like a couple of weeks, three weeks until yeah. you see some mold. Yeah, a loaf of homemade bread is going to stay good five or six days, maybe. Okay, and that's not a bad thing. No, that's no, it's not, not a bad thing because that means you're you're eating fresher ingredients. Oh, totally. Yeah. And there's also ways that you can incorporate more nutrition into your baking through, um, through using whole grains. Like I talk a lot about on my website and on my Instagram, I talk a lot about milling your own wheat flour, which is my favorite thing for, especially for making wheat bread. Like there's just nothing like using freshly milled wheat flour. It tastes so much better and then really? you get all of the nutrients from that grain added into oh. your baking. So, and there's other things besides wheat bread that I'll use whole grains in too. But yes. for sure, that's one thing that I definitely love about 
baking my own things is that I can control what goes into it. I absolutely. Isn't that that. the best? Now, um, this is off the script, but have you mastered anything gluten-free? Have you like even crossed that threshold? It's a bit, that's a whole new world. You know, I have not. I it's have a, not delved totally into that different whole world. thing. It yep. is a totally different world. And Lauren's asking and that because her sister. I have a, a sister yes. who's gluten free, celiac. Yeah. She has celiac. She's celiac. So she's yeah, been for 15 years. Not, yeah, and, and it is. Yeah. It is such a big thing. Such a different world. I, yeah. I leave, I personally like, I might develop like one or two gluten free recipes, but I leave that up to the gluten free yes. professionals to because master there that. are people yeah. that. Just master totally that, focus totally. on that whole world. And yeah. it is a total, it's very mm-hmm. important to know how to do that the right way, obviously, because you don't want to make anyone sick or, oh, or sure. anything but, like and, that. And it but also is, it's a different it's, density, a different it's a to- rising. Yeah, it's it's a like totally such different a different world. Piece, right? I haven't kind yeah. of gotten no, into. No, that was just a random yeah. question. I was just curious because so it is amazing how many places, bakeries, grocery stores offer so much more today than they did yeah. even five that, years ago. And that's awesome. It I, is. I think that's so great. So awesome. there's so many more options now. Yes. Agreed. Totally. So what is the very first thing you ever mastered beyond the cake that your mom taught you? <laughs> what is like the first thing where you just like totally we're proud of super proud proud of yes and like you knew you nailed it and like it was your thing you know well it was definitely your bread wheat bread your bread my whole wheat bread okay that's just where it all started and that's came from me just wanting to make it for my family and um doing lots of recipe research and lots of trial and error um and just developing this really great whole wheat bread recipe that my kids loved that didn't taste like super dry or like that bitter wheat flavor like it was just it was where it all started and that was that was yeah you perfected it do you create like many of your own recipes or do you like trying different things and then making it your own or how do you do that I do a little bit of both so if there's um if there's something I have an idea for, I'll kind of look up similar kind of recipes and then I kind of pull from here and there and right. see what I like, what I don't like. And then I kind of change things to gear it towards like what, how is this, how is this going to be easily replicable for somebody else? Um, and, you know, I kind of just make things my own that way and um, I really want to make it something that is going to be easy for somebody to do at home. Right, right. Um, but also it's something that's going to be unique. Yes. You know, like something like I'll think of some kind of different kind of sweet roll that like I've never seen before. And oh, yeah, so this fun. this flavor of this cookie inspired me to make this kind of sweet roll. And so I kind of. I'm all over the place. Do you have I any traditions with your family? Like I know some families have like a cinnamon roll tradition on certain days or like, or my, know, my or... grandma would make orange, orange rolls, the orange crescent yes. roll flavored rolls yes. um, at Christmas. She always did oh, that. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Do you hold any traditions as far as baking goes? Um. Oh, well, for sure. So for sure, we have, we always do the crescent rolls for the holidays. Like for Thanksgiving, we have mm-hmm. our crescent rolls. And then so good. Um, Easter, um, we always have cinnamon rolls for Easter breakfast. Yep. And um, so such a funny story because when I was running my bakery, I always had extra things just out on the counter all the time. Now that I'm not doing all that production anymore, I have to like actually make stuff for my family. uh uh (laughs) And I guess I had not made cinnamon rolls in a really long time for my family because I just made them for Easter. And my my son, my 16-year-old son, I swear he ate like six cinnamon rolls (laughs) on Easter day. He's like, why don't you make these anymore? <laughs> oh, I can I can only imagine how divine. Like you're are. so talented, oh. Mom. I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, he was in heaven. That's so amazing. Cute. So again, for us newbies and maybe wanting to venture into the baking world, like what are some basic appliances that are like must-haves? Necessity. Yes. Because yeah. I can remember when we got married, the total craze was um KitchenAids. The KitchenAids. And mm-hmm. I never got one. You never got oh, a KitchenAid? No. 
Are you kidding? Oh. I was like not even wasting my time on that because I know I don't cook. Oh, I, no. I'm no, not in the kitchen. No, I have a KitchenAid, an no. orange one. She and totally I still does. use it once yeah. in a blue moon. Do when you we're you actually? Yeah. yeah, my kids like nope. to get it out. Those I things are heavy. They are heavy. Yes. <laughs> so that was like, but a KitchenAid probably is a really, but I mean, what do you think? What's like a really good one or two, maybe three things that do you must have to like really venture into to be a legit baker. yeah make baking breads yes. or if okay. we wanted to venture yeah. into further like you know cookies or down pastries to the sheet pans tell me what I down need. to the sheet pans. yes ma'am oh, okay you tell me okay so I have both a KitchenAid and a Bosch Universal yes mixer. Okay. Bosch Universal yes. okay so and I talk a lot about I the Bosch is probably like my overall in general like could not live without mixer I could not live without my Bosch mixer. Okay. Um, especially for making breads. So I make lots of breads and big batch things. And the Bosch is so efficient in the way that it needs dough, that it mixes dough. Um, you'll end up using less flour. You'll have less kneading time when you're using your Bosch. It's just the way that it's built and designed, it's just so much more efficient. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah that's funny. amazing. I over, have over the KitchenAid. I've oh, yeah. I've yeah. the Bosch. Oh, yeah. wow. are incredible. But there are things that I prefer the KitchenAid for as well. Like I prefer the KitchenAid for batters or mm-hmm. um frostings or you know, like whipped creams or things yes. like that. Yes. Smaller batches of cookies. I I'll just use my KitchenAid. And the KitchenAid is so popular because it's, I mean, it's They're a great cute. machine. Right. But yes, cute. it's, it's cute. Small. It's face, let's face it, it's totally. like an art piece in your right. kitchen. Absolutely. Yes. And I mm-hmm. love mine, but I, but yeah, if I could pick one, it would just, it would be the Bosch. Good okay, to know. Remember those things that we had when we were younger? They had the two. You yeah, know, the mixer, the, the, mix, the mixers, the that's what you call it. Are those mixer. A handheld mixer. mixer. Oh yeah, for sure. If I never I use one of those. Them. <gasps> I oh. did register for that and I own it and I use it to this day every time I make brownies. Do yes, you? I do. You use oh, Do you are, use a mixer yeah. a lot? I don't mm. use hand mixers a lot, but they are really great. Yeah. Like you can do a lot with them. I don't have a kitchen And if aid. you don't have, if yeah. you don't have a lot of money, if you don't bake a lot, then Hand mixers are a great option. Totally. They're amazing, yeah. girlfriend. We whip it up really so, good. It's so funny. I it's grew amazing. up having one of those. And for some reason, I just have never had I one. I can't believe you don't. I know. it's My kind of... daughter has so much fun with a hand mixer. Oh, and then yeah, we lick the kids. paddle. Oh, see, I uh-huh. can remember licking them. We take them off and we Total. lick them clean every right time. passage as a child. Girl. You gotta lick those and mm-hmm. clean them up I don't up know from anything the about KitchenAids, but I can tell you all day about the hand mixers. <laughs> yes, oh, hand mixers. That's what they're called. I was like, oh, I think, okay. Is there anything else? Like, uh, okay, how do you feel about those um, plastic things you the put silicone. on top? The silicone, the silicone oh, things yes. you put on top silicone of your sheets. cookie sheets. Yes. Uh-huh. How do you feel oh, about those? What are they? What do you do with them? them? What I brand? love them. Um, Really, you can get any kind of brand. I have for? an expensive a uh, Silpat brand. Silpat, um, yes. And I've also used a cheap Amazon brand. I have Amazon Basics. Okay. Yeah, I have had used I have. Amazon Bakes. But I don't Basics. know what they're for. I have so, them, but I don't use them. Those are so great for cookies because okay. they're going to keep your cookies from spreading too much and from browning oh. too much on the bottom. Okay. Is it a nonstick surface? Mm-hmm. It is a nonstick surface. Oh, so you yeah. don't need to spray? No, you don't. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. And Didn't just, know that. Yeah. Okay. Those are awesome. so great to have. Um, Super cool. Yeah. And then like for pans, um, my favorite brand for pans is Nordicware. Yes. Okay. Nordicware is that. a really great brand. Okay. They make great yeah. quality pans and all you kinds know. of things. I so, love that. I do too. Yeah. That, that's oh super helpful because I feel like. Another thing that is so, so helpful in your kitchen is a kitchen scale. Oh, okay. A scale. A scale. Yes. And I, in my recipes, I really try to include the weights in my recipes. Um, it really, really helps you to get very consistent wow. um, results in your in your recipes. And a lot more recipe developers are providing both like the volume and the weight measurements for their recipes now. Wow. It really, honestly, it everybody measures things differently. Oh, yeah. And, and this is something that I ran into when I was running my bakery as well as whenever I had to have somebody else mix a recipe for me. We all scoop a cup of flour differently. So mm-hmm. my scoop of flour might weigh 
135 grams and yours might weigh 110 grams. Wow. So true. Because so, the air and stuff. Um, just like the how you gather it. it. Yep. It's just depending on like if your flour is compacted or wow. if it's aerated or if you're using a lot more force than I am, or if yes. you're if you're tapering Jiggling it. it a little bit yeah. and, yes. and compacting it, so wow. that's that's the reason behind um, weighing your ingredients. Oh my goodness! Um, it's just you're just going to get better results in your that's baking. So, so when is. you're making some masterpiece like you delivered today, yes, that's crucial, probably. Oh, for sure, like but, exactness. Yeah, I'm sure. but definitely, yeah. like there's some. There's some measurements like if it's a teaspoon of salt, I'm not going to weigh that. But sure. for big things like the flour or, right. and your liquids and oh just big measurements, the yeah. as the scale really comes in handy. That is so cool. So we kind of talked a little bit at the beginning, but like what is the best way to kind of get your kids involved too, especially as as moms, like Sarah and I, trying to like learn as we go here. I mean, is the best way just to kind of jump in cold turkey and do it together? <laughs> I mean, any tips on like getting the family involved, getting the kids involved? So it is something like you had kind of an experience, a memory, a skill that we learn early on I'm together. I'm all about tradition. I think baking can like cultivate these really special traditions, memories. And I'm all about that. Like I have certain things like for Thanksgiving, my grandmother had rolls, these certain rolls. And like, I can taste them like right now. They're just delicious. And like, there's just something about baked goods that like can provide like such special memories for you. And like, I'm all about that. And I'm totally failing at it in my own family. (laughs) Like I have not cultivated that at all. But like, I would love to, I know so many people who around Easter do the cinnamon roll thing mm-hmm. and all of that. And yeah. yeah, tell us how, where to start with our children. So I think just, um, for me, like my, I have, so I have one girl and four boys mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my girl's my oldest. And she was in the kitchen with me a lot when she was little, she was always at my side wanting to help. And, um, I wasn't always the greatest at this, but I think just the first step is just being able to like let go of the control over absolutely let go of the worry about there's going to be a mess or they're not going to do it right. Like just just practice with something super simple and just let it happen. Like just like enjoy the process and let them feel like they're part of it. Give them a job to do that they can handle. Mm-hmm. And um, that would probably be my biggest advice for younger kids. Um, like for older kids, I think it's always fun when you can get them involved in something where they get to make a choice. So like maybe it might be homemade pizzas and everybody gets to make their own pizza. And yes. then eventually maybe you're like asking one of your kids, hey, will you come in here and help me get the dough ready? Yes. And then you're teaching them how to make the dough. Cute. And so it's just maybe it's just like pulling one or two of your kids here and there and having them help you prepare like one step of it. And then that eventually like gets to be a bit more of a stepping stone. Like maybe they want to help a little bit more next time. Um, I love that. Yeah. And That's just, so cute. just in any way that you can get them involved like that. I would totally agree that like even just the basic times we're making brownies or cupcakes or something, it is like you just know they're going to spill it. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be exact. And I have seen myself too kind of be like, no, 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 let me just do it. Let me, I'm, we got to hurry. Come on. Yeah. But it is like you're totally right. Just take a breath. Take a minute. Let them do help because then they take ownership in it too and they get excited. And it is so cute and funny like little kids like, you know, 10 and under, even oh, eight and under, how it. excited they are just to like scoop out the measurements. Oh, and just the sure. basic little things. Oh, yeah. So I think as well, like both of you said, it's a memory to be made and it's mm-hmm. like so sweet. And this kind of leads into the next idea of like, sometimes I think, I think the reason I lack in the kitchen so much is because how much time it really does take. Mm-hmm. All of this is very time consuming to make right. a good dinner with even two sides. Even to think about a dessert is time consuming. And we're all busy and we're all busy moms and and we work and you've worked. And so we all can feel that like pull. And so I think like getting the kids in there can help kind of justify some of that timing. But like, how have you like juggled 
the time, the, the, this time balance of like kids needing you and like needing to carpool and do all the things, but still prepare for work first off. But second, maybe just like, yeah, your cinnamon rolls or your dessert or your, you know, French bread for sandwiches or not whole wheat bread for sandwiches. Like, how do you find the juggle of the time? Do you do it like first thing in the morning? Do you wait till they're, you know, do you block off a little time after bedtime? How do you manage it? That is a great question. So it, yeah, it's very time consuming. And um, I don't bake every day. I, I have certain days where I get a lot of baking done. So I will plan this day out. I'm going to make an Personally, like if I'm going to get out all of the things, I'm going to make the mess. I'm going to yeah, spend the time. Yeah. I'm going to make several batches of things. And um, the freezer is your friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So I'll make like a month's worth of bread in one day and freeze it and pull it out as I need it. Or I'm making, I need to make cookies for something next week. I'll, I have time to make the cookie dough. I'll scoop it onto a baking sheet and freeze it. And then I'll, when I'm ready to make the cookies, I'll just pop it out and bake it. So yeah. it's just kind of like setting aside time devoted. It's, it's all just like compacting your time. I'm going to focus on getting my baking for this thing done this time. And then um, I always like for my work, I always try to just get everything done while my kids are in school. Then when they're home from school, I'm focused on them. That's like one thing that I'm really working on this year is just being like present in whatever I'm doing. If I'm, if I have my kids talking to me, then I'm looking at them. You know, if I have three hours to work or make this recipe, I'm going to devote my time to that. And I'm not going to like scroll through Instagram or like call somebody or like, But definitely like for my baking, I will just block off certain days of my month just for baking or, you know, I'm, I'm really honestly only baking a couple days a week. That's so fun. And so, and it sounds like something you truly like enjoy and you found, you find pleasure in it. And like, I think that's part of it maybe is that it's probably like not a pastime, but it's something you find value in and like. I wonder if I would enjoy it that way. I know. I'm, I'm curious. It sounds and, very yeah. therapeutic, like working with your hands and like the pro. Like that's why I love cleaning, Heather. It's kind of the same way. I'm known to be a neat freak. A cl- I love to clean. I love to clean. I always have. And I've always said, I just love the like end result. I love the feeling of seeing it all done. Right. It's going to yeah. get messed up like in 30 minutes, but like that moment, like that product it's probably the same with baking. It's kind of like the you same go way. through all this labor and like seeing this beautiful thing or yeah. eat, you know, whatever. It's probably similar. No, I'm it sure. really is. And yeah. yeah, baking is a passion of mine. It's yeah. it's and I get a lot of my thinking, a yes. lot of like problems I'm working out in my mind. I get a lot of that out while I'm baking. And that might be similar for you while you're while you're totally. cleaning. Yes. But it is something I enjoy doing. And that's and it's not that no, not everyone can say that. Like I love to bake. I know lots, a lot of people that don't <laughs> like to bake, but for me, that's, that's just like my thing where I'm getting out my creativity. I'm thinking through things in my mind. I have like some quiet time to myself. I feel, and I do, I feel proud of what I, of what I accomplish when I'm done. Totally. So, yeah. And even if you're not baking twice a week, like I'm super inspired to go find like one or two things that I can just nail and like pass on to my children. Like that's it. Like I don't even need to be some expert baker. I just want to like have one or two recipes that I can totally nail. And like my kids can like, you know, say mom did this. (laughs) Right. I agree. And like, let's be real. The kitchen is just like the center of the home. It really is. I mean, of course. We all love to eat and we love to talk over dinner and sit down together, but really just it brings everyone together. And like Mm -hmm. we said at the beginning, like there's just so much joy in like eating good food and finding that satisfaction. And I'm sure your kids walk into a house that just smells delightful every day. (laughs) Well, on your baking days, on your baking (laughs) days, it probably just smells amazing. And they, they, that is really special. And that's really like setting such a sweet tone for your home. So I I just love that. 
I know. Well, I don't know if they appreciate it right now because they've grown <laughs> up with it. But they've been I always, spoiled. I remind my boys all the time. I they've been someday. Spoiled. You're not going to have this <laughs> and you're going to you appreciate me bar, so much. Those daughter I'm so sorry for those daughter-in-laws. <laughs> I'm totally yeah. kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, oh my gosh. That, but That's this has so been bad. wonderful and so inspiring. I really do want to like maybe just even try out the bread this summer. That's really? going to be maybe yes, Michael, the it. bread. And I, I, I think it could be, it's possible. It I is. totally own like one of those huge box bread maker things. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know. Those, where you it. like just dump a mix yes, in it and it right. does its thing. Right. It's yeah. never been like great. I've used it twice and I wouldn't say it was life-changing. You know, it wasn't like that good. The banana bread was incredible. Like the sweet breads, mm-hmm. super good. But I tried like a wheat or a white, not so great. Okay. So I don't know. I haven't used well, it again. Give my recipe a try. I'm yeah, try, try her recipe. Or we'll share <laughs> yes. that this week. For yes, we sure. will. <laughs> so Tell you guys us what can your website is, Heather. So my website is thatbreadlady.com. Um, I have a blog with recipes, and then I also have virtual baking classes um, where I, for those people that are either just starting out or they um, are visual learners, I have um, in my classes, they're pre-recorded videos. So oh, it takes cool. you through awesome. a whole recipe from start to finish. Oh, I love what? that. Yes. Good job. And your Instagram handle again is? That Bread Lady. That Bread Lady. So... Well, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much oh, for sitting thank down you with us. So much for having me. I've loved this. Oh my gosh, super inspiring. Absolutely. Like, you have been a gem with all this knowledge. And she is just beautiful. And she just she totally is. It's just so fun to oh, have you, you guys here, are sweet. It's so <laughs> wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, and I think we're all gonna be a little inspired to be in the kitchen a little more and trying some new things and putting ourselves out there for kind of making the memories and you know, helping introduce it to our kids. So thank you again, Heather. I totally think so as well. So if you're a new listener, we would love it if you would make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you are listening today. And then if you liked what you heard, make sure to go leave us a five-star rating and review. We are back every single Monday with a brand new episode of The Mom Boys. You can find Heather at That Bread Lady on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram at Yes, at The Mom Boys Podcast. We are there. You can see what we look like, see what our kids look like, talk to us, send us comments, questions, DMs, whatever. We're there throughout the week and you can totally talk with us there. Okay, Lauren, anything else? That's going to do it. Take care of each other. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.